0: Welcome to the Consistent Life Network podcast. You are joining our first podcast, so thank you, Tony, for being our guinea pig. So, Tony, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about CL Kids?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm Tony Masalonis. I'm a member of the board of Consistent Life Network I've been since 2009, I believe, and... Uh, Recently, I've um, kind of become the de facto um, leader, or whatever, of the CL Kids or Consistent Life Kids initiative. Um, that the name does have an exclamation point at the end—that's a very important part of the name. Um, so, CL Kids actually was started, um, or the concept came up um, with me and two of my fellow board members um, of CL back in um, probably 2011. When we were just out at lunch and we were just talking about consistent life things and, you know, we thought about, geez, I mean, we should have something that really gets young people um, excited about the consistent life ethic or even aware of the consistent life ethic. And and just, you know, how important it is to, um, you know, that, that people learn about it while they're young, because once people grow up, especially in this polarized society, they – they're going to, whatever social group or political group or whatever they fall into, they're probably going to be bombarded with messages about how they're not supposed to be consistent. And I think we all know where I'm going with this. If you're a a good progressive or whatever, then you're going to be pro-life on issues like war and the death penalty, nine times out of 10, you know, uh, and not on abortion and probably not on euthanasia. It depends on the person, but those are the general ways that the the battle lines pun intended are drawn so you know once people grow up and they fall into one of those ruts you know it's hard to it's hard to come out of it's hard to change your beliefs i mean i'm i was a psych major you know i know it's it's hard to change your beliefs about things once you once they're entrenched so the cl kids program just in a nutshell um has a couple different uh prongs to it i guess you know one is kind of to serve as a repository of educational resources that can be used to, um, you know, to teach young people about the life issues and how they're related to each other and why the consistent life ethic makes sense. Um, so we're, we, we have this collection of, of, of resources that are already either published things or pamphlets or websites or or educational kind of programs or workshops or whatever. Um, And another thing is, um, in addition to collecting resources, is creating resources. So we have a small working group of people who are either just plain interested in the topic or some of whom do have experience and expertise in the educational area, um, you know, who are kind of still in an early brainstorming phase for trying to um, come up with some materials that we can develop new, you know, workshops, uh, things like that um we've actually talked a little bit about creating a a vacation bible school program this doesn't have to be these don't have to be religious uh materials at all but um it's just one idea that we had that might show some promise
0: so So, i want to ask you a couple of questions about what you just said first one you talked about wanting this to be something where kids get education about what a consistent life ethic really is so how do you plan on kind of inoculating them in a the sense against all the things they're going to hear growing up, the pro-choice messages, the pro-euthanasia messages? What can a consistent life kid's curriculum look like to help them talk to their friends and, and kind of keep that mindset?
1: Right. Well, Lisa, no, no inoculation exists. No vaccine has been discovered yet. Um, people are going to get, Are going to get messages from their friends and from the media and from their parents or their churches or their political heroes or whatever um but i think you know by teaching people early and by using logic you know i mean people are are smarter than they give themselves credit for and just by appealing to logic um and to the the principle of consistency so there's a certain, I think, emotional component to that as well, because people like to be consistent. People don't like to feel that they're contradictory in their own beliefs. So I think by, by making, just by making a strong case for the consistent life ethic, um, that's how we can give people kind of the, the strength uh, in their beliefs as they're young and forming their beliefs. So I know that's a pretty vague answer, but um, yeah, I mean, basically, if we can make the case well – and strongly and appeal to both people's desire for consistency and their desire for logic and rationality, then we can do it. And you know what? I mean, the consistent life ethic is rational and it does feel good to believe it and to be consistent. So it isn't really that hard.
0: So the other question is you're going to need to get some parent buy-in with the kids, especially the kids are younger. So how are you going to work on getting some parent buy-in to have the kids look at and go over this material?
1: That's tough. I mean, I think most of our plans involve, you know, doing our, you know, either our workshops or our, um, you know, dis- distribution of materials or whatever within the context of um, an existing educational setting. So it might be, you know, and, um, you know, I've talked about how religious uh, settings show probably more promise than secular ones. So I'll just use the example of like a Sunday school or even like a, a Catholic school classroom, high school class. I'm currently working with, um, some people in my church community locally here in Pennsylvania to, um, to get, um, actually myself and a few other people into classrooms, like Catholic high school classrooms to talk about the life issues. And, um, I, I think I, I know that in that case, um, you know, the parents do, at least at the younger, like at the middle school level, the parents can actually opt the kids out. So, um, you know, we have to, there is always the risk that parents will not want their kids to do it. But I think I'm not really answering your question. I mean, your question is, how do you make the parents want to do it? I mean, if, if you're tying what you're teaching to something that the parents are on board with, then I think you have a better chance. So I'll give just two brief examples. And one is going back to the the faith-based setting. So if, um, you know, if you just say somebody's going to come in to your kid's Catholic high school classroom and talk about abortion and war um, and why they're bad, you know, that could turn off some people. At least one of the two will probably turn off <laughs> more than half of the people. But if you come in and say, you know, we're going to come in and talk about um, from a faith perspective, you know, why some some of the social issues that are not generally regarded as being related, you know, why they're related to each other and and how they conform and are consistent with uh, the teaching of our faith. You know, if you kind of pitch it that way, not to sound like we're selling something, but, you know, if you if you if you explain it that way, I think you're going to get more get more buy in. Um the other example I wanted to use to take it outside of a faith setting is like um, another um, setting where we can teach stuff like this is, is in things like peace camps, you know, for kids where they go and kind of learn about. And it's not so much learning to be peace activists and, you know, go rally against the war, although it's great if they end up learning and deciding to do that. But, um, you know, peace camps where, where kids are taught to be peace, peaceful people, resolve conflicts nonviolently and so forth and um you know just peaceful toward themselves and in their and loving of themselves so um if you if you kind of added on sort of a, a life issues component to, to a workshop in one of those camps i think if you describe it as something that is consistent with or part of the mission of why they're there then that would go over a little a little better so if we if the parents see that okay you know in in this in tomorrow's session or in the third day of the peace camp you know we're going to talk a little bit about um how nonviolent conflict resolution has actually looked throughout history and we're going to talk about some cases where um where violent conflict resolution didn't work where wars for example didn't work and where other methods uh did and we have plenty of examples you know from history um about uh you know, times when nonviolent resistance actually was the the better way and was actually
0: successful. So Tony, I'm going to interrupt for one minute because I want to, these sound like great ideas. These are all awesome ideas. Um, So what people are going to be wondering now is, so where are you specifically in the process of getting this developed? Are you writing the materials? Are you testing the materials? And then after you get the materials developed, what kind of way are you going to use to test them out to see how effective they are? okay
1: well we have a small working group right now um you know one of um two of the key members actually are involved with uh, kind of a group that that operates things like peace camps and um and other workshops um about nonviolence for young people and for adults for that matter um so we're kind of we're in a brainstorm as far as the development piece we're in a brainstorming phase uh, we haven't developed anything yet. We're actually um, looking for some grant money to do. We have a small amount of grant money already um, that we're using to move our program forward, but we're looking for a little bit more. Um, and kind of our, our first concrete idea that I mentioned was, um, was to develop a vacation Bible school curriculum. Um, you know, so this, these are summer programs in Christian churches Uh, that, um, you know, where the kids come and kind of learn, obviously, about the Bible and about how um, to apply biblical principles in everyday life. So, um, you know, sometimes they do have specific topics. So we're hoping to come up with a curriculum that we could develop, um, you know, around the life issues. Uh, How we're actually, go ahead. Yes.
0: Yeah, because we have uh, just a few more minutes left. So I just want to ask if people feel like this is an idea they resonate with, is there any way to contact you, or to get involved, or to request some materials when you have them?
1: There absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, um, I can. Uh, w- I guess we'll be attaching um, the URL and contact information to uh, to this podcast. But uh, you know, the quick thing to remember is go to consistentlifenetwork.org. That's all one word: consistentlifenetwork.org. And then click under um, what we do on the what we do tab and then there's something there's a see all kids item under there and that'll tell you a little bit more about the program um, and how to get involved and uh who to contact the person to contact is me i'll just rattle off my email address real quick it's pretty easy tony m t o n y m at consistent dash or hyphen life dot org Um, So that's another way. Um, But we we very much welcome if you are either if you are an educator and um, or if you're interested in youth education, if you're a parent, if you're a kid, you know, um, and your parents say it's okay, and you want to get in touch with us and, you know, help us work to develop materials. If you know of materials, that would be good for teaching kids about the life issues and connections between them. We want to hear from you. Um, And if you um, even if you want to be kind of part of our working group, that's fine or even if you just want to be part of kind of like an informal email list that we have and you can you don't have to contribute but you could learn from what we have Um, you can see what resources we've collected and that we recommend already so there are different ways you can get involved you can be a contributor you can be kind of a consumer you can be both um, or you could even be kind of an active part of our working group to go and develop new materials
0: okay so just like the last 10 seconds could you again tell us both the website to go to and your email address
1: okay um network. that's the three words all run together consistentlifenetwork.org and i can be reached at tony m t-o-n-y-m at consistent life c-o-n-s-i-s-t-e-n-t hyphen l-i-f-e dot o-r-g
0: okay so this has been the consistent life network guinea pig podcast thank you for joining and mm. tony thank you for telling us of your very exciting program
1: You're quite welcome.